stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. As you heard in the news, a memorial service today at Rogers Place in Edmonton for four of uh, the deceased members of the Humboldt Broncos, four with some connection to the, the Edmonton area. And this, this long and difficult process of, of laying the victims to rest continues. And of course, as we struggle to come to grips with the scope of the tragedy, there's the question of how and why did this happen and what can be done to prevent future tragedies like it. The investigation into the crash continues. The RCMP have been very tight-lipped about what they think may have caused this crash. I mean, what we do know is that we had the bus going north. We have the truck going west. And the two in the intersection at the same time when it should not have been the case. The truck had the stop sign. It should not have been in the intersection. The bus should have gone through. This kid should have made it to that game. Now, a lot's been said about Saskatchewan in particular why it seems to have a higher rate of, of crashes or fatal crashes than elsewhere in the country. Even this particular intersection where 20 years ago, a family of six died in a crash. What can be done to make these intersections safer? Certainly what we've seen in, in Alberta with, uh, with Highway 2, the QE2, is that we've attempted to minimize any of these intersections. You don't really see a lot of intersecting highways where people are turning left onto Highway 2. For the most part, we've got uh, overpasses in those interchanges. You, you do want to minimize the amount of intersecting highway traffic you have. But if you can't afford to build those overpasses and interchanges at every single rural intersection, are there other options? The idea of roundabouts has come up. And there's a couple in Alberta that people have pointed to. There's one in particular that, that I've driven past on the way to Camrose at uh, highways 13 and 21. That way there, there's no stopping, there's no stop sign, there's obviously really no way to, to blow through the intersection either. Could roundabouts improve highway safety? There's a piece today in the National Post uh, arguing exactly that. Tristan Hopper, Edmonton-based reporter for the National Post, joins us. Tristan, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to talk to you again. Uh, so roundabout, traffic circle as we know them, we, the, these are much more common or have been in the past, I know more so in Edmonton, within, within cities than necessarily in rural areas. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're common in the early days of Canadian roads. So they're originally called rotaries. And these were, it would just be a really wide uh, road, sort of like uh, if you've ever been to Paris around the Arc de Triomphe, it's just a huge circle of asphalt with no lines or anything. And we got rid of them because rotaries were death traps. Uh, there was just no lines. There was no rhyme or reason to them. You just got into a circle of asphalt and then just sort of weaved in and out and, until you left. Uh, so obviously you had a lot of high-speed crashes in here. But what we're talking about is roundabouts and preferably single-lane roundabouts, which work on rural intersections where you don't have a lot of traffic. Uh, and Tristan, I mean, you know, the concept is simple enough. And that's not to say that there have never been any accidents at roundabouts or traffic circles, and maybe that comes from people not knowing exactly how to navigate them, but you, you minimize those kinds of T-bone or, or head-on crashes, don't you? That's right. And this is an easy thing to study because since the 1990s, particularly in North America, you've seen a lot more roundabouts built uh, in the United States. So all you'd have to do is take the five years of crash data in an intersection before a roundabout went in and then the five years of crash data afterwards and then compare the two. Now, every time you do this in North America, what you find is that fatal crashes are dramatically reduced, and, you know, up to 90 percent. I found one study from Minnesota which found that every every place they put a roundabout, fatal crashes just ended. They don't 
don't happen anymore, and serious injury crashes go down. Now, there are uh, certain places in which crashes go up, but those are just little fender benders. Uh, if, you, if anybody's been to Edmonton, those sort of two-lane monster roundabouts, I, I would not recommend those. Um, now, those uh, are, are inclined to cause a bunch more little crashes, so a bunch of car, bunch more cars start bumping into each other, but fatal and serious injury crashes go way down. So, yes, even in cases where you don't install the roundabout correctly and you've got a lot more cars smashing into each other, the rate of people uh, getting injured or killed goes way down. Well, and we, we do seem to be moving away from them. I mean, even Edmonton has has uh, abandoned these. Uh, there's one in particular I know in, in Edmonton where uh, I think it's like Road on 118th Ave where it was a traffic circle and they've kind of awkwardly tried to make it an intersection without removing the traffic circle. It's It's really weird. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it as a fix to all things. And I certainly there's certainly more debates about whether they belong in an urban environment, but particularly for rural intersections similar to where the Humboldt Broncos crash happened. Uh, I, keep, uh, I kept coming upon reports um, which were looking at uh, intersections like this, and this is a two-way intersection where a two-lane road is coming across a two-lane road. So rural, high-speed, two-lane intersections um, all around the world uh, when you have a particularly dangerous one of those, uh, reports have said, oh, well, put in a roundabout, and then the data is there. You do put in a roundabout, and then suddenly fatal and injury crashes go way down. It's a difference, a big difference between having sort of the one-lane roundabout versus the two-lane, because they're, they're, you, you get confusion as to which lane you're supposed to be in, depending on which way you got to go. If you're in the outside lane, how far you can go. One-lane roundabout or one-lane traffic circle kind of removes that, that uncertainty, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's that. That's why it works best in uh, rural areas. So sort of a, you know, obviously this isn't a high-traffic intersection. That's why it's just a couple stop signs uh, controlling it. So that makes sense. You're not going to be backing up traffic. So And it's an easy fix to put in. There's obviously enough land around there. It's not like you have to demolish a church uh, in order to build something like this. So this is something they've been doing just last week, in fact. A community in PEI did this. Similar situation, uh, this rural intersection, the two-way stop, uh, rural road hitting another rural road, uh, relatively high traffic for the region, and it's had just a lot of fatal crashes, uh, well, a lot of crashes and even some fatalities uh, in the last 10 years. So a bunch of planners sat down and said, well, how do we deal with this? And the number one reason, the sort of guaranteed, the most expensive option, but the one that was guaranteed to reduce uh, fatalities and serious injury crashes was the roundabout. So lo and behold, a roundabout is going in in that area. What's interesting, though, and you have a lot of highways in this country, and in Saskatchewan, too, I'm sure, where you know, there, there are a lot of secondary highways and rural roads that, that intersect with a major highway. It probably isn't realistic to, to take every single highway and build, you know, a dozen or more roundabouts. No, no. And that's why, it. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't advocate just, you know, we pour a, several billion dollars and just turn everything into a roundabout so it's impossible to get anywhere in rural areas. But certainly... If you have intersections in which there's a high rate of crashes, and we know where those are, if you ask any any traffic planner in Alberta and Saskatchewan, they'll say, oh, this is, you know, just go where there's a bunch of crosses at the side of the road. Uh, yes, a roundabout is the most expensive solution for those areas, uh, but the one that's, uh, that's guaranteed to work. And I even found a report from the government of Alberta, uh, and this was a report looking at a similar problem, dangerous rural 
uh, two-way intersections. And this report was saying, I mean, you can put in the rumble strips, you can put in the stop signs, you can put in the lights next to the stop signs, but even then, you can only slightly reduce the crashes. You're not going to get a dramatic reduction and an elimination of fatal crashes unless you go to the roundabout. But people are going to feel frustrated. They feel as though they're, they're being unnecessarily slowed down, right? Uh, potentially, yeah, yeah. And that's why uh, you have to put it in the right place. So, again, in an urban environment where you're just going to be backing up traffic for no reason and where a signal intersection would be a better option, uh, that's, that's probably the best way to go. Uh, so it's sort of there's a, a very specific time and place in which a roundabout is a good option. And anybody, uh, anybody in your listening audience who's driven around Australia, rural Australia uh, is much more heavy on the roundabouts and it doesn't slow you down too much. And it's just more a more efficient way of operating. And, you know, if it's uh, if it's in bad conditions and it's kind of hard to see a stop sign, it gets rid of that ambig- ambiguity. You wrote recently, uh, I think it was last week, about why it is Saskatchewan seems to, to have much more dangerous roads or why they seem to have this problem more acutely than other provinces do. do can we can we pinpoint a, a reason for that? Yeah, well, uh, in general, uh, if you look at uh, the statistics for injuries and fatal crashes, Saskatchewan is often number one uh, year after year in all of those. It's a particularly dangerous place to drive. I mean, there are years in which the rate of fatal crashes in Saskatchewan is kind of on par with a third world country without seatbelt laws or anything. Uh, but the reason for that, uh, at least as far as I can tell, is also because Saskatchewan has really high rates of impaired driving. There are more people getting behind the wheel in Saskatchewan uh, impaired uh, by some means. Now, that's strange because that doesn't appear to have been a factor in the Humboldt Broncos crash. But when you generally look at why more people are killed in roads in Saskatchewan, it's drunk drivers. We're at NationalPost.com. Tristan, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Tristan Hopper, Edmonton-based reporter with the National Post, NationalPost.com. So and I think he makes a compelling argument for why this is safer. Whether we're prepared to embrace this as an approach is another story. Uh, as he writes, starting in 2015, Alberta has initiated a gradual rollout of new roundabouts, primarily at junctions of rural highways. As the province wrote in 2015, the new intersections are intended to drastically reduce fatal and incapacitating collisions. Other Canadian rural areas have also adopted roundabouts for that same express purpose. Just last week, authorities in Prince Edward Island announced the construction of a roundabout at a particularly dangerous rural intersection near the town of Kinkora. Between 2006 and 2015, 19 crashes had occurred at the site, including four fatalities. Roundabouts have been widely accepted in Europe and Australia. According to data gathered by the U.S. Transportation Research Board, Australian roundabouts have brought down injury-causing crashes by up to 87%. In Germany and the Netherlands, roundabouts were found to bring down total crashes by more than a third. Is it worth looking at it? Yeah, I get it. That is a lot of people say we need better drivers on the roads. But that's that's not a solution. Sure, it would be great if we had better drivers on the road. We can build roundabouts a lot more quickly than we can change driving habits. The fact is that we are going to have bad drivers on the road. For the foreseeable future, there have been bad drivers on the road as long as there have been drivers on the road. That doesn't seem like any kind of a short-term or medium-term solution. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.